0: You're listening to Smart Businesses Do This, and in this episode, I talk to Facebook ads legend Kurt Malley. Kurt has been working in the Facebook ads industry for over a decade, and today, he shares his VIP secrets to help you crack the Facebook code. I'm your host, Adam Lyons. Let's get started. You are listening to Smart Businesses Do This. The podcast show for freelancers, side hustlers, and upcoming small business owners who want to transform their current business or business idea into a company that is built to succeed, simple to run, and gives you the freedom to live your life on your own terms. I'm your host, Adam Lyons. Let's get started. Today, I have the one and only Kurt Malley who is an expert at Facebook advertising. Kurt, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you very much, sir. It's great to be here.
2: So, you know, I just announced you as the expert of Facebook advertising, but if you wouldn't mind, like maybe give somebody a backstory about how did you even get into Facebook ads and how good are you, Kurt? Like what could you do with Facebook advertising?
1: Well, that is a very good question, sir. So I'll make this short and sweet. You can ask me as many questions as you would like. But essentially, I've been doing this for about 10 years, so a little over a decade which makes it a super long time in the internet marketing worlds. Yeah, it's like a thousand years. In real life. Yeah. <laughs> like a thousand years. So basically, what happened is in 2006 and 2007, when the real estate market started to crash, I was advertising my business online, but I was doing that with SEO and with Google. And at the time, I lost all my money. I tell people I was in the NFL club. That means no funds left, no friends left, and I had no fun left. So... <laughs> I decided I got to try something different. And one thing led to another, kind of like it does in life, because I ran into one person who then had me on a radio interview show talking about marketing. And I met a guy at that time. His name was Mike, who still is, Mike Dillard. He had made about $25 million online. Basically, he's like, Hey, you should show people how to put this into a course, how you're doing this thing for social media. And I ended up running my very first Facebook ad to help support one of Mike Dillard's very first offers. And uh, that was right before Christmas. I spent all my Christmas money. And long story short is I was in the top 10 of the affiliate contest. Everyone started to get to know my name and things started to take off from there 10 years ago here in Austin.
2: All right, Kurt, so here's the thing. There are a lot of people that are on Facebook and other social media platforms that see an advert that pops up that's like, get rich quick, spend $200 in Facebook ads and I made a million dollars in a week how real are those things? And how does what you do differ, if at all, from that?
1: Great question. There are lots of people that have superpowers that can make the thing work. But one of the things that I deeply appreciate about our friendship is your consistency in the way that you just treat others. So what can happen is I know of people who will start (laughs) up ad accounts and put a bunch of fake pictures up there. And Facebook has no idea if it's fake propaganda. But a lot of this stuff is put in $200, make $100,000. Like I look at the same thing like on the stock market, like those returns are just not, it just doesn't happen. Like that just doesn't happen in business. Someone can get lucky every once in a while. But what I like to do, and one of the things that I respect about you, Adam, that you've always done is you got these great superpowers of persuasion and you always use them for the power of good. So for example, for like myself, is I don't sell stuff that that doesn't help people. So I've helped work on United States presidential campaigns. I help people rewire their brain for addictive food properties. We've worked with head psychotherapists for the Queen of England and a bunch of VIPs and rock stars. So we use our power for good. So the big difference that we do more than anything else, and you already know this, Adam, a lot of people try to just sell their shiny stuff as fast as they can online. And what we end up doing is telling a story, not telling a story to buy a specific product, But we literally start telling a story with, as you know, Adam, we like to say it's good propaganda. So when people trip across our products, it's literally their idea that they found it. Mm. Though we've been manufacturing the story well before they find the product.
2: I absolutely love that, man. And I think that one of the reasons why people may not be using Facebook advertising or any kind of advertising or might be using it and not really using it effectively is because there is a mental leap to get over. It's like oh, I've got to throw away money every day and there's no guarantee I'll get that money back. Absolutely. One of my favorite quotes is from Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels where they're all putting in the $25,000 to uh, to join in the poker game. And it's four friends splitting the money. And a guy that's going to go and play the game with their joint cash says to his friend, are you sure you can part with this $25,000? And he goes, well, it depends what you mean. I can part with it if I'm going to see it again. And... <laughs> And I think that's the thing about Facebook ads. I think people would love to spend money on Facebook ads, but when they knew the money was going to come back, what is a good psychological hack that somebody could use to maybe ease their way into it and either be okay with losing the money or see some kind of return early or what would you recommend?
1: That's a loaded question. (laughs) So the thing is, is quite honestly is when I train agency staff and I bring on agency clients, I do a lot more training in psychology of the numbers than I do of actually running the ads itself. And a lot of it is because people get emotionally tied in to the money that they start to spend. So the thing is, is the psychology hack that I always go over with people is just a couple of different ways to take a look at this. So remember, you can either waste, you can light money on fire and waste it. It's your choice. You can throw money away, completely your choice. That's what you get for starting and stopping ads. Or you can invest money in data. That's the first thing that we're going to do. We just got to realize that, look, I'm not burning any money. What happens is, is in the stock market, you can invest $100 and it's like, okay, the stock was a hundred bucks and now it's zero. I lost my money. What did I learn? Don't buy that stock. So the only thing you learn. Mm -hmm. But with Facebook, you take a hundred dollars and you say, okay, Adam, you saw this in my workshop that I did is I got this video. It's 70 minutes long. I want people to learn about me and I want to run this video as an ad on Facebook. And I'm just going to invest $5 a day to see what happens. Now, as people watch that video, no matter if they watch it, if they click on it, no matter what they do, you're going to be able in Facebook to end up to retarget that person. So let me start from a 10,000 foot view and see what that means. If you just buy a billboard and it doesn't work, you just burned money. Mm -hmm. But if you put a video advert on Facebook and you invest $100, You're going to invest in data and people starting to see your content. Now, you get a choice of what you want to do next with those people. With a billboard, you have to take it down. You get a next step with those people to keep moving along. So we're investing in data and we're investing in relationships versus, hey, did my advert work or not? Very big difference.
2: Yeah, I love that. I love the way you explain it. And I'm going to jump in just for anybody who's listening to this that doesn't know what retargeting is. Just to dumb it down, retargeting is essentially... If somebody interacts with a piece of content that you've paid for them to look at, you have the ability to then connect with those people. I think on Facebook, a really simple way of thinking about this is if you put a picture up and a bunch of people like it, you can click the people that click like and see who they are. When it comes to Facebook advertising, the only difference is you'd be able to actually send those people a message, right? That's a simplified version of it. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like when I mentioned to people like, I know everyone's done this. You've gone to a website, you've looked at a jersey or a pair of shoes or jeans or a picture, and then all of a sudden you read the news or you're on some newspaper's website and all of a sudden, those are the shoes that you were just looking at or those are the jeans or those are the travel arrangements you were just looking at. That's retargeting. It's to get people to come back and be more engaged in your story.
2: Yeah, I love that. All right, so cut. one of my favorite phrases that you say is MNF. And what I mean by that is math and facts, not the uh, The the other phrase. (laughs) Yeah. What do you mean by math and facts? And how does that even translate to Facebook ads?
1: Oh, great question. So at the end of the day, what I love about the psychology stuff in this is there's really, I listen to this every single morning almost, my motivation to keep my head straight is literally, I listen to a motivational story that says this, that says it's not money of loss, bankruptcy, divorce, or even death that causes the emotions. It's the story we choose to tell ourselves around that event that causes the emotions, not the event itself. So when I think about that, I look at numbers as math and facts as, okay, Adam, we spent $100. What do we get for $100? There are actually numbers tied to it. Now, Adam can be upset. You can be pissed off. You can yell. You can scream the numbers aren't going to change. They're just the exact same. They're just the math and facts. That's all it is. It's literally black and white. So when we invest $100, we didn't burn it. It didn't go away. We're not angry. We literally get to see, okay, what, this is a very important word that I say all the time, specifically happened, not why that creates an open loop in the brain. It's like, ah, uh, I don't know why it happened. Okay. We invested $100. Then there's an important brain hack. What specifically happened? We move to the logical part of our brain. We to start taking a look at the numbers. There's no emotion here. Adam, we invested $100. It looks like you've got 200 people to watch your video, but no one bought your product. But we have 200 people that watched your video that we can follow up with. What would you like to do next? That's just a math and facts conversation with no emotion. The thing that prevents people from moving forward is how they tie emotion to the story of, again, the math and facts. So that's what you hear me say over and over. It's just a math and facts. We decided what story we were going to tell around it. We just want to move ahead with the data.
2: I love it. I've got this thing. Anyone that comes on the Psychology Hacker podcast, I try and give them like an idea. And I just had one for you. So I've got to give it to you. You're big about stories, right? Yeah. You talk a lot about the importance of stories and also math and facts and how once somebody interacts with a piece of content, I love what you just said about what would you like to do. And it just occurred to me that you could absolutely create like a video series or a product or something that was a choose your own adventure with Facebook ads. And so it's like the person interacts with page one, which is ad one. And then it's like, what would you like to do next? Like, which is the next ad they would see? But I just think because I know you're so big on story based uh, telling that it could be really fun to show a parody of a choose your own adventure training program that takes people through Facebook ads and explains them that's what's going on.
1: Now, what's interesting is is I've actually done that before. (laughs) We've done that with a product called Scale. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this or not. I now do. But when you say... Hey, look, it's this Facebook training program. that's a choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure is actually trademarked. How do we know that? <laughs> because we got a letter. So <laughs> we actually went through that. Now, the interesting thing is this. Again, we talked a little bit about this when we were meeting together just a couple of weeks ago, which is a lot of people like us, we like to feel, hey, I'm going to take people down a very specific path, but they can actually choose their own adventure by hitting button one or button two. We're really only giving people a couple of different paths, kind of like the old books we used to read that Literally I'll call it choose your adventure. There's only a couple of different paths. But with Facebook, I can literally take all the people who have seen your content and I can run ten pieces of content for a dollar a day each. I'm only spending ten dollars. And instead of me figuring out the choose your own adventure, Facebook's hundred and fifty thousand plus different algorithms with doctors and scientists and psychiatrists and psychologists and blah, 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 have figured out what video to serve you at the right time. So like you, Adam, for example, we could do a choose your own adventure for your stuff. But if you just put up 20 videos just with your charm, charisma, the language that you use, Facebook's actually going to match you with someone better than what we would be able to build a funnel with. So like you've heard me say before, just record more content. Facebook will actually help figure it out for you. That is amazing.
2: I got to ask you, have you seen Bandersnatch yet? The movie?
1: No, not yet. What is it?
2: Okay, so... Do you ever heard of Black Mirror, the Netflix TV series? I
1: absolutely love that show. Well, for the most part. That last season's kind of a little interesting, but yes.
2: Okay, so they made a movie that is a choose-your-own-adventure movie called Bandersnatch. Uh... If you love Black Mirror, you have to watch it. So what's cool about this is in many ways it retargets you. Based on the choices you choose, as you watch the movie, the scenes will alter. So even if you go to the same part in the story twice, depending on what answer you gave earlier... And it starts right at the very beginning where the guy is choosing which of two albums to listen to, music albums. And whichever one you choose will dictate the theme music for the entire movie. Oh, really? Yeah, so he'll be in the same scene twice, depending on which album you choose. But the whole scene will have like alternate things, like things in the background will be different based on what album you picked earlier. And that will give you different choices to the outcome of what happens in his entire life. Yeah, you will love it. Bandersnatch.
1: Or where do you watch it? How do you consume
2: it? It's on Netflix. If you just go into Netflix and type Banda Snatch, you'll see the movie. Kurt, we've got a mutual friend, Arjun. Arjun's watched that thing like 20 different times and gone through all the different variables to see all the different endings
1: of the movie. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm going to have to check that out. Thank you for that.
2: Yeah, no problem at all. In many ways, it's kind of like that because you're watching the film and to you in a linear approach, you only believe there's one version, but actually it's twisting and turning And what you're saying is when they made Bandersnatch, they had an entire crew that put a lot of time in thinking what those twists and turns would be. But Facebook will kind of do its own version. You don't have to worry about any of that. You've essentially just got to upload a lot of content and just get people to interact with the initial piece. And then after that, they will see whatever they enjoy.
1: Yeah, and I cannot stress to you how many people we have worked with. This is why I said I like to use this power of of good. We're literally, they'll be like, you know, and they'll say this to clients. I'm not quite sure how I found you, but literally I was sitting there and it's like, I was watching this one video and then this other video and then this other one. And then it's almost like I was praying to God because your video came up and I watched it for seven minutes. And then all of a sudden I just noticed that you have all these different videos that were just everywhere. And I was watching all this content and then I didn't realize that, oh my goodness, you have this product or service that could really help me. Like, I didn't even know you had that product or service. So I decided to check it out. And that's a completely different experience versus a billboard that says, hey, buy my shiny stuff. <laughs> so it's powerful.
2: I love it. Now, one of the reasons that I got you on here compared to any of these other advertising experts, quote unquote experts, is uh, we went on a special trip this week. You actually took me on a tour of the Facebook offices. Mm-hmm. Now, there are not many advertising experts that get to do that, right? I mean, obviously I was there with you, but maybe for the listeners, you could explain a bit about A, how you managed to be able to just pick up the phone and walk around Facebook's head offices, but B, what it's like inside.
1: That's a really good question. Back when I started advertising over 10 years ago, there was less than 35 people inside of customer support worldwide. Less than 35 people. I actually was a pioneer back then with some customer service things. And well, we got in an interesting legal dispute with Facebook for 888 days where I actually wasn't on Facebook at all. I wasn't allowed to touch Facebook is again this is what kind of happens to early pioneers when they're trying to help figure some stuff out. Well, After that whole cease and desist, once we've cleared all that up and we had worked with Facebook back in 2017, we came back on with a really good, strong relationship with Facebook. And again, sometimes what happens early on in the pioneer days is sometimes where the adversary believes that, hey, there's something evil going on. They start to kind of realize, wait a minute, they were actually an advocate. They just didn't understand the way that we would advocate. So what happens now is one of the very first people I trained on Facebook ads is now sits on the board of small to medium businesses for Facebook. And that represents over 5 million advertisers. And if you're spending less than typically a couple thousand dollars a month, you're going to fall into that category. Well, we've been rebuilding the relationship with Facebook. And now with the money that we spend on Facebook with our clients, our willingness to test and that we teach, Facebook basically uh, we've developed this really great relationship with Facebook where Adam, I kind of alluded to this when you took the tour. Typically they're only allowed to have one or two people at a time, a group our size of 13 people or 14 people to walk around in the offices are a really big privilege. And it's because of the relationship we've built with Facebook over the years. So just to stress and Adam, you know this too, it doesn't mean if you spend a bunch of money that you're going to get a rep. It doesn't mean if you spend a bunch of money really quick or you have the world's greatest important program, What they do is Facebook will actually, Adam, I told you this, is they end up finding you. And what happens is, is because of your track record, because of what you've done, because of the projects that you work on, we have not had an ad account shut down in the last three and a half years. And we test a lot of stuff that Facebook says. So we have these permanent full-time reps. You met just some really, really, really great people who really care about us and want to help our people, so they're kind of like leprechauns. (laughs) Absolutely. It's great, but they usually disappear very quickly.
2: Now, the coolest things that I found at Facebook wasn't actually the free food that they were giving us constantly from the free cafeterias. And there was like five or six cafeterias and shops where all the food was free and the drinks were free and we could just take it. But it was the fact that the offices were really, really small. Do you want to talk about that?
1: (laughs) Adam, I don't know about you. so. For myself personally, as I live in, Adam, you know this, I live in this fancy apartment downtown Austin that looks out over the city. So it's a smaller apartment, but I got this beautiful view that's just, it's great. So like right now I'm walking around, looking over the city view. Now I used to run call centers where people worked in cubicles. And that was kind of like, because there's a whole lot of people. I love people, but a lot of people in cubicles, and that's kind of where you stick your life at. Well, at Facebook though, there's no cubicles. It's all open. Even Zuckerberg sits on an open desk in his California office. So all of it's completely open. You can see all your friends. You can even pull up a map in the building to where your friends sit. So what they do is they have all these conference rooms that you have to reserve so you can get in there so you can have a conversation. And there's over a thousand employees in Austin now. So you're trying to find each other, what meeting room you can take, which one you can reserve, how you can find each other. And then if you need to take a phone call, you basically slip into what you're referring to as a phone booth. That's what it looks like. Like you can't sit down in it. You can only stand up and it's about the size of a phone booth. I don't know about you, Adam, but I'm like, I think about the cubicles and then the complete now openness, totally cool, but there's no privacy. And if you want to talk on a phone, you're stuck in a closet with a glass door that everyone can see you when you walk by. So (laughs) I was
2: kind of talking about the micro office they had that we sat down in, which was pretty cool.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Celebrity office that everyone sits in. That's really small. I will tell you this, though. A friend of mine was touring Facebook. And they asked an entrepreneur there, man, how could you be an entrepreneur and then come work to Facebook? And basically the entrepreneur is like, well, you got to consider it. This is a company that has almost, basically it does, they have unlimited resources. So there's things you can dream about in your own business, but you're limited by income and by the power of your team. But with Facebook, it's pretty remarkable the things that we get to see in there because of the power of team and uh, unlimited money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grab as many snacks as you want as you leave.
2: Yeah, that was crazy. I've never had a company that on the way out is like grab as much free food as you want. That was that's exactly what they said, right? Grab as yeah.
1: much free food as you can.
2: Yeah, I totally stocked up on jerky because jerky's expensive. <laughs> Obviously, one of the coolest experiences for me was I got to write on the actual Facebook wall. They have a real wall in there with Sharpies that you can write on. But it's not just about that. It really is just a testament to how connected you are, which I absolutely love. And of course, that's something you've built over time. And You've been through pain, which is how you got back there. And I love that you didn't let for some people getting removed off Facebook would be devastating and they would hold that grudge forever. Not only did you not hold the grudge, you welcomed it and, you know, you overcame it and you stayed humble. And then you got back into it. And now you're more connected with Facebook than almost anybody else I've ever met, which is really, really impressive. But what do you do for people, Kurt? Like, do you have training programs that teaches people how to do ads or do you do ads for people? What exactly do you do?
1: That's a really great question. My mom asked me that question every time she sees me. Great question. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing,
2: Kurt, Matty? What are you still doing?
1: <laughs> so essentially what we do is we have a whole range of services. One of the things is, is I love to be able to teach people. It's always running my family blood. My grandma used to teach in a one-room schoolhouse. But the other thing is, is we also go to the other side. Uh, we'll do a full service agency. We have a full staff in Nebraska. So let me kind of go the range of services just very quickly. So if you were just getting started out, we have a training program, and Adam, I can give you that link later now. We have a training program that essentially, you can go to my fan page and watch a bunch of training videos, or we have a step-by-step training. It's called Social Media Ad Genius. And essentially, what we do is we take beginner to intermediate step-by-step how to set up ads and how to start running ads. Great place to get started. Now, some people at Adam's level and some others who already have a product and they have an offer, and maybe they just want to run it on their own and just get really efficient at it. We also have three day events and that's part of the reason uh, Adam came out and spoke at that event. And Adam, I'd love to ask you to come out and speak at the next one. People loved you coming out to speak. So I'd love to keep you scheduled into that next one.
2: Anytime, Carl. It's an honor. I loved coming and speaking. So much fun.
1: So essentially what we do is train people for three days so they can run the ads on themselves. So that's how that's a fast track that we can do. And then the third service that we do offer and we only take on about, about one client every six weeks, one new client is someone who's in momentum, someone who already has an offer. They've advertised online a little bit and they're just looking for someone to help find out that offer and launch it. We don't really work with people who are just getting started because you don't need to spend that much money on an agency. We can help you from learning how to do it, to sitting you down in a class, to training you how to do it. We train lots of agency owners running a full service program I'm happy to help you
2: with. I love it, man. And if somebody's you know, listening to this and they want to do that, how do they find you?
1: They can easily find me two different ways. You can just go ahead and you can go to, actually just go to my personal profile, Kurt Molly, C U R T. M-A-L-Y. You'll see lots of content on there. Again, C-U-R-T-M-A-L-Y. Just hit the follow button. You'll see lots of content on there. And then the other thing is, if you want to check out the whole training and everything else that I was talking about, just go ahead and type in thebelt.live. So it's thebelt, belt. dot L-I-V-E, And this is important, forward slash training. So it's live forward slash training. It'll take you through a free webinar. It'll basically show you our philosophy on how we run stuff. There's nothing to buy there or anything else like that. You'll just see the entire philosophy, how we run things. And then some people decide to choose to come to an event from there. But it'll just at least give you some really good insight how to run traffic, some tips, tricks, and I know things that Adam is using right now in his marketing as well.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I think that one of the biggest key indicators that's going to measure somebody's success or illustrate somebody's success is doing advertising. I think even for social life, I think there's something great about boosting even your personal posts just to get some reach because we live in an age where popularity and celebrityhood means something. And somebody who has a social media profile where they're spending even just three bucks a day will have a much more popular social media profile that will help them with their career, help them with their business. Actually, I had a friend of mine that got his job by advertising his resume to potential people that could hire him. That's great. Yeah, so it's just a tool that I think you should at least know how to use Facebook advertising. And, of course, a great way to do that is to check out Kurt's stuff by going to thebelt.live forward slash training.
0: Kurt, thank you ever so much for taking the time to come and join us today.
1: Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you and love you through the years, sir. You give me some great advice and happy to help any way I can.
0: Now, if you're new to the podcast and you want to learn more about how to build a smart business, then the absolute best place to start is with my Smart Blueprint ebook. Over 10,000 people have already gone through the book, and it's one of the most comprehensive resources on strategically building and growing your business that you can find anywhere for free. Just visit the smartblueprint.com forward slash ebook to grab a free copy. And I'll see you on the next episode of Smart Businesses Do This.